<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. This episode of The Bullpen, uh, I'm really, really excited about. Uh, I've got two like-minded folks from the great state of Iowa to join this episode of The Bullpen. So uh, what we're going to talk about today, folks, what's called a recip herd. And the recip herd is kind of the way that's, that is evolving and growing. So sit back and take a listen to this episode about uh, recip herds and how you can uh, improve your operation. Today I welcome in uh, Chad and Amy Wilkerson from uh, Linton, Iowa, and they run Wilkerson Farms. So I'm just going to let them go ahead and introduce themselves and give us a little background. Chad, you want to start? Or uh, yep, uh, my name's Chad Wilkerson. Uh, we live at Linden, Iowa, um, and uh, we run right now. We run about a 450 uh, head recip operation, which is uh, we announced on Monday it's growing. Uh, we're going to be at 1,250 head. Um, there's uh, my wife Amy, and then we have uh, three children: uh, Corley, uh, Clayton, and Claire. And uh, Corley's married to Lindsay, and Claire's married to Matthew, and and uh, Clayton, uh, girlfriend Maddie, and and uh, Clayton is full time on the farm. And then we have uh, uh, Cole Steiner is also our production manager, and he he works with us as well. And we have uh, and two other part-time guys that were pretty sad to to see uh take off here shortly to college oh, that's so. that's tough isn't it when oh, you got yeah t- this Wyatt Appleseth this this uh, young yeah. man that works for us yeah. he's 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 good good cat but but other than that it's mostly a family run operation is that correct yes yep yep we're all family um awesome. all family Cole's been with us since he was 14 years uh-huh. old and went to Iowa State and yeah kicked him out for a couple of years and then cyclones in yeah he's right? cycling yeah. You yeah, yeah 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 so yeah. and then uh and uh, so uh, we've been married 29 years. And, awesome. Um, Congrats. And so, yeah. So so how long have you been doing this as, as a family operation? Well, we we actually started in the pig business. Um, oh, okay. So we, when Amy and I were first married, uh, I worked for Iowa Select Farms and, okay. and worked in the sow units. And we'd kind of go run around and start sow units is what we did. Um, and then uh, from there, I went to work at Murphy's and Murphy Family Farms. And then um, uh, after that, uh, Smithfield Murphy's. And uh, then we, we built a site and then... Uh, I was a territory manager for them, and and Amy uh, Amy ran. We built a site, and Amy ran that that hog site of forty four mm-hmm. forty four hundred, and then and then it we turned it into a uh, research facility for Smithfield. So we did okay. FDA trials, feed trials, okay. vaccine trials, um, all sorts of stuff, and and Amy and I did that, and, and uh, then we we kind of expanded our our hog deal. We were up to about forty five thousand head at one point in time. Wow, forty five thousand, forty five thousand, yeah. And then here about six, about nine years ago, we went to a calving under roof deal mm-hmm. and thought it was very interesting. And then yeah. about six years ago, we built our first, mm-hmm. our first cattle barn and kind of, to be honest, we just kind of fell into, into the recip deal. It wasn't anything we were planning on doing. You weren't, you weren't really looking 
No, it was just it was just going to be a commercial herd. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of funny how you know I like to say God always has a plan, and uh, sometimes things just materialize. And there there you go. So Amy, have you and Chad worked together? I mean, your whole married life, have you always kind of worked together? Been yeah, together pre- or separate? pretty much. Um, awesome. Even when Chad worked, for, well, for, when he was with Iowa Select, I was raising right. kids. Um, yeah, Corley was a baby, and I was pregnant with Clayton. Mm-hmm. Clayton came along about that. Came along a year or so later. Yeah. And uh, then as he became a territory person for um, Murphy's and Smithfield, then we, uh, I kind of, if if somebody needs something, they couldn't get a hold of Chad, then, yeah. then you they took, called. You took over. And uh, then as we ventured into the research side, it was a team effort then uh-huh. at that point. Awesome. That always, I always love that. And I love to hear people's story and their background because, uh, and I see like in the podcast, I say like-minded people, because that's kind of the same way our business started. It's all been a family business. Uh, and it's, it's great. And I'll just you, I know from personal experience, working with family is the most, it's wonderful, but can also be stressful oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> we don't have too many times where we you know have just had a knockdown not you know. too many no but there was only a couple times i, I really can only i can only i can i there was one time we were sorting pigs yeah. oh that so that cool. it, that would that will do it to you and yeah. we'd sorted pigs a long time yeah. before that but when we expanded when we were going through the expansion of building more we and we were up to 40 about 45,000 head. We own part of those spaces and we yeah. lease and we're, we manage part of those spaces. For I can't imagine 45,000 pigs. It's well, you kind of get there gradually and right. one day you just, that's where you're one at. You're there, you know? Yeah. And, uh, we were sorting out of two of the large, we were sorting out of one of the larger farms one day. Mm-hmm. First time we'd sorted out of this farm yeah. and stuff. So it was a little bit new for everybody. And, uh, he was, you know, I, yeah, I guess my expectation was I really don't care how long it takes as long as you just go slowly and yeah. smoothly and <clears throat> and uh, he wasn't quite so on board yeah, with was, the way that I was wanting to do this. Yeah, and uh, I, I was definitely in the wrong. And so said that. Well, so, okay. said that so he uh, said hey, I was Kate, going, there. You got he it. Said, this it's is what tape. we're going to do. And I looked at him and I said, "No, this is my farm." Oh, there you go. I'm the one that's responsible for this one. We're going to do it my way. When we're on your farm, yeah. we can do it your way. So you both you both have ag backgrounds in coming in. Yes, yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, because just I don't want to get sidetracked too much, but that, that's kind of a funny story. My wife is she's she's was not from the farm. She worked for a Fortune 500 companies here in Omaha, and so um, and we just got well. We've been married since 2000, and. Probably back then, I was in the club calf deal, having sales and stuff, and she came out one day to uh, to help load out some calves and sorting cattle, sorting hogs, whatever, you know, and, and uh, I am probably, I'm not the most patient person in the world, and so we're sorting them, and I said, go here, go there, and she goes, you tell me what to do one more time, I'm going to walk out the pen. <laughs> She walked out, <laughs> but that's it's funny how the yeah, but sorting. But so you say you got uh, eight or nine hundred, but you had a big announcement. So what? What? What was that, Chad? Yep. So we we're uh, we're going to be calving all year round. So it doesn't matter if you're spring or fall. If you want a calf born this week, you can have a calf born this week. Um, we've uh, uh, wrong or right, we've kind of turned this into a turn this into a, uh, um, uh, a sow unit, if you, if you may, um, to where we we're setting up so many, we're calving so many every mm-hmm. week. So that's what we're doing. Right. Um, and, uh, so if you, and we're going to expand to 1200 and about 1250 head of, of 150 day, uh, 
uh, bred cows or live calf program. And then we're also going to sell about 800 or so uh, 90-day breads. Okay. Um, and, uh, and so that's, that's where our, our future is. Uh, not all the cows are going to be on, on one farm. We're going to actually calve where we live. Um, and then we're going to gestate at another facility. Oh, okay. And then, so this, so the, the, is the calving part going to be new or, or is that something you're already doing right now? No, that's something we've been doing. We've been doing the 150 day program for probably five years now. Okay. Um, awesome. So, so that's not new. It's just the growth right now. We're at about 450 yeah. head and, but w- with the expansion and doing it every week. Right. The, so that's, so that's a lot. And it's, it's all the recip cows. You get them in, you get, so you do either the 90 day pregnancies or you calve them out to their what? 105 days, 150, 150 days. Yep. So, yep. and then they, and then the, the, whoever owns that embryo would take possession of that calf at 150 days. Okay. And obviously, I mean, tell us how you, uh, so you're doing, I mean, you're constantly giving shots or implant embryos and calving out cows yep. year round then. Yep. Every week we put in embryos. Every week we set up cows every, uh-huh. every, every week. So, yeah. So when you've been doing this since how long now? Five years? Five years. Yep. Uh, kid by the name of Austin Brandt was the one who started this okay. whole thing. He, yeah. he, uh, he kind of came to us and asked us if we'd just put in some. And then some turned into 50 that first year. And then right. the next year we were totally full. And then we've just got a huge waiting list. So you've really, you've really kind of created a niche market mm-hmm. for what you're doing. So because, uh, like in our facility, uh, obviously we collect bulls in McCook and in Ashland, but in our Ashland facility, we started just in the last few years, we're an OPU center for, mm-hmm. for IVF with, with Bovatech and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and that's really taken off, but I always have people looking, Hey, where can we send, uh, our eggs to be implanted, embryos to be implanted and stuff. So that's that's wonderful to hear because I'm, I'm sure a lot of the people listen to the bullpen, bullpen, you know, they're always looking for, hey, where can we send them in? So, uh, and we're not, and we're not tied to any, we're, we're Right, that's what I was going to say. Yep. So, so, but so you put in conventional, you put in, you put in whatever. It doesn't matter if they're conventional, if they're trans, basically you got conventional, Transova or some other small uh, embryo places, uh, Vitelli and and, yep. and a lot of different things. You just whatever we work they with all of them. Wh- yep. Okay, now let me ask ask you this. Okay, since you're doing all that, uh, do you find and be honest about this when you're putting in embryos? Do you find better conception rates from certain places? I mean, you don't need to name them, no, but I don't. I don't think so. I think. I mean, there's. Um, I mean, we can, and I'm not going to name the names on here, but yeah. there's some bulls that we probably wouldn't exactly. tell anybody. That's, that's to, what I was going to <laughs> tell there, anybody to go with. But. Right. There are certain bulls or, or matings where yep. what we find out, and it's the same way in semen collection, that maybe aren't as fertile or they don't, or in the embryos, they say they don't stick as good. Yep. You yep. Know? And, and it, the, the donor... Um, the donor, I mean, has probably yeah. more to do I, in our, in what we've seen. I mean, we've got sticky donors. We've got donors that yep. go 30% and it doesn't matter who you breed that donor mm-hmm. to. They're, um, just, they're just not going to take. Right. Yeah. And we'll do, we do IVF. We do three-step thaws. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, we so you do that all. We do. Yeah. We'll do mm-hmm. con- really our conventional is really slowed down because everybody's going to IVF. Well, when you can sort, when you can, you know, yep. sort them or, or do whatever. So are you folks putting the embryos in yourself or you got, who, who do you have? Do you have one person implanting them or, or how's that work? Yep. We use, we, we uh, work with uh, very closely with AMVC, Ottoman Manning Vet Clinic and Dr. Travis Hargan. Is, okay. Yep, is I know him. Yep. He's, he puts them in and uh, I mean, he puts them in, but 
um, and he's probably laughs at this if he, if he li- listens to it. But uh, Shelly's the one that runs the show. Her, right. His vet tech. Yeah. She's she's uh, she's very very good at her job. I mean, stopwatch uh, uh, is how she runs things. Yeah, because so. let, okay, so that that many head how, how your heat detection because uh, I would think that'd be very very important in embryo herds because you don't you know. I know some people just AI in their own cows. You go there, you're breeding for them, and they go, oh, maybe she was neat. But with your facility, how do you, how do you run your heat detection? Uh, well, it really, because we're there, there in the barn, it's, right. it's pretty easy for us to um, keep an eye on things and see that happening. So when we do that, we'll still use the Estratech um, okay, scratch the patches. patches. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And we know what pen everything is in. Mm-hmm. So we will watch those pens three or four times a day. Right. And as they come in, then we'll write that information down and mm-hmm. the time of day it was. And then uh, at the end, then we will send all that stuff to Shelly. And she has a list of the, the customers we're going to put in, the embryos that are going to go in mm-hmm. um, on that day that those heats were for. And she will line those embryos up then with awesome. the heats on the couch. So, and, and your facility, correct me if I'm wrong, but most of it is under... Uh it's under roof? Correct. AccuSteel buildings? Yep, yep. yep. We deal with... Uh, um, well, Hedgewood Equipment is where we we bought the buildings from. He's a, he's the dealer, Kelly Daniels there, mm-hmm. and then Jason Jason Owens actually owns AccuSteel, and we we've built their their buildings. Very very happy with them. There's yeah. they're just a different type of building to where the covers, they're the covers are only 16 feet wide instead of 90 feet wide. Okay, so they they keep them. It's it's tighter, I guess. Yeah. And uh, and uh, Amy and I can attest that you know that whole that whole clan up there, uh, and they're made in Templeton, Iowa. I mean, okay. that's where Jason he lives right yeah. there on where they're made, and, uh-huh. and uh, um, Jason he 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 just really stands behind his word. So, yeah. so and you, and you, so that way the 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 sips and then the pregnant cows are all in their shade basically, and you got pretty good ventilation year round, and yep. obviously in the winter enough protection and stuff. Yep, and if that. it's like like we've said, a lot of people say, well, it's got to be warmer in there. It, it's really not any warmer in those buildings. I mean, if it's twenty degrees out, it's twenty degrees in those buildings. Right. But if you've got a forty mile an hour wind, driving rain, yeah, you know, um, it, it's it's there's we no can, wind chill on them. We can kind mm-hmm. of eliminate the extremes, right? Exactly. Know? And then also under that, I mean, I don't know what it is like in your area in Iowa, but around here, when it rains or it gets muddy in the winter, it's horrible outside yep. so yeah. you kind of control that and that helps a lot uh, helps a lot with your yeah. conception with race and, and and then if you're calving the cows out it obviously helps a lot with that where do you where do you find all the recips uh i mean that and then how about the health on the cows coming in yeah um so we we've bought in all so far we've bought in all of our all of our cows from two ranches uh one is uh Jacqueline Wilson in Lakeside, Nebraska. Okay. And then the other one is, we got our red cows through her. And then the other one is Lynn Scoves up in Isabel, South Dakota. Okay. Um, Bryce and Todd, and Monty and mm-hmm. Mark and Les. And uh, anyway, so that's where we bought all the cows. Um, we, we tried to treat this, you know, in a, in, a, in a pig world. I keep on going back to a pig well, world. No, that's, yep. that's good. I keep on going back to pig world. Um, you know, we single source everything. You single source all your pigs. All your pigs come from one sow unit. All right. your pigs come from one nursery if you're a 40-pounder deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of your wean pigs all come from one sow unit. So you single source it. If you single source it, your your health is better. Exactly. So what we wanted to do is we knew going forward we, we wouldn't be able to just ha- be with one ranch. Mm-hmm. So I think we've got about four ranches now that we've put together. Um we know their we know their health protocols. We know their cows. We know we know bags, feet, mm-hmm. everything. 
Um, so that's kind of where where what we've done. Um, and uh, so that's where we're, all of our cows are coming okay. from. So that's that's huge. And and a lot of people ask, okay, when they're going to send embryos to to a reset herd. So are you getting what are the age of the cows you you're bringing? Are they you you start from heifers up or certain ages or what do you what do you look for? Yep, it can be it can they can be heifers. We do put embryos in virgin heifers. Um, they're not. We don't put heat waves in there, right? No, no, exactly. I would, and I would speaking of that. I better imagine over there in Iowa. That's, I mean, you put, do you get a lot of clubbies? Yeah, I mean, uh, we're, we're right now. We're having we're having uh, uh, calves for uh, a lot of club guys down in uh, down in Texas. Down right in Texas, yep. get, this yep. is their time period. Yep. Yeah, so, you getting them summer borns. Yep. So and so uh, so yeah, we've got everything from here I am's to yeah you definitely don't want heifers for those yeah I mean everything but what our what we use our heifers for is we've got a few clients that have some some smaller birth weight angus right. that we've mm-hmm. worked with for yeah. six years so we mm-hmm. know we know what they're what they're going to do um pretty much same donors and then we're also in the we're also in the bucking bull business uh, yeah. we're partnership partners with uh, cord mccoy um and um and so we put a lot of those in those heifers because they yeah don't, they'll lay down and spit them out yeah I mean they're they're a long I mean the, I always get a kick out of people that say oh we had a hundred and hundred pound calf well you know that's how long is it how wide was it right. you know I mean and those those calves still are 70, 80 pounds but they're mm-hmm. just so long yeah they're lo- long and slender and right. they just you know their their shoulders come out yep. and stuff yep. so that's yeah. what we use those heifers for mainly. But, uh-huh. And then the rest of them could be three to three to six is pretty where, where mm-hmm. much where we go, and, and a lot of them, you know, may have lost their calf in the in you know in this in the spring or right. whatever. I mean, it was nothing that 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 they did, I guess. Yeah, you know? exactly, so. exactly. So so right now you're at what? Refresh my memory. You're four to five hundred head, yep. but you're going to go up to twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. Yep. So how quick is this transition? I mean, oh, the the cows are actually starting to come right now, and and that kind of has. Um, we're, we're working with our, our partner, um, on, on, uh, where, where we're going to gestate those. Mm-hmm. And so we're working on that right now, but we're thinking probably by, by Monday or Tuesday, there'll be cows starting to come. Really yep. awesome. So you, so the facilities are up, up and ready. You're ready for that many yep. to be rolling in. So what, I mean, uh, and a big part of the, of the, uh, recip is nutrition. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, in doing that, uh, is there any special, I mean, how do you guys handle that for this? Our diet is not, a, it, it's not a simple one. Right. It, it doesn't consist of a lot of different um, uh, forages or anything like that. But um, we've got, got a few add-ins that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, you help me. And you, you keep the secrets to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Because that's, you know. Our, that's, so the bulk of our diet is corn stalks. And so we don't feed a bale of hay. Yeah, but there's no hay. I don't have a bale of hay on the property. Well, really, small, we small what we call small idiot bales. We've got right. those, yeah. <laughs> those yeah. little small yeah. squares, but um, but we don't have we don't feed any hay. There's no grass where we live. You yeah. know, um, we'd have to ship that. So you have normal. silage. I mean, so we just, cut just corn just, silage, yep. and corn silage, and then you got corn stalk bales that you grind maybe, mm-hmm. and then whatever else the what other EDGs, yeah. and then our liquid protein that carries our vitamin mineral pack. Okay. And stuff. So in the and then in the spring, we'll add uh, the capsaicin product. Yeah. And uh, then we kind of learned the hard way the first year we had cows um, that we needed a bio, a kind of a bio, uh, toxin binder. Yeah. And so for for the for the distillers. No, the it's actually in our corn stalks. Yeah. We tested each one of our really? ingredients because I I expected the distillers to be mm-hmm. the higher carrier, yeah. and it wasn't. It was just in our corn stalks. It was in your corn stalks. Mm-hmm. I've always wondered about that too because. Of all the the different, you know, uh, 
chemical resistant corn stalks or, or corn and stuff, you know, is if there, if that really is something and you have actually found something like that. In oh yeah. Sue. Yep. Cause we, um, Sue there's, uh, does all of our, um, yeah. all of T- our nutrition yeah. okay. um, work for us. And, uh, so they, we were, we were kind of curious if, if there was something that was running really high in it and yeah. expecting the distillers to show up. And, as and that. it wasn't, it was the corn stalks it was that, the you're, corn that stalks. you're grinding and adding to. Mm-hmm. We bed with them. Yeah, feed yeah. Them. Well, exactly. And that's what, that's what I said. That's what I've, you know, cause we had an issue one year with some recips and I'm like, okay, is it the corn, you know? And, and then, and then somebody said, well, we bed with it. We do all this, but who knows, you know, yeah. cause yeah. you got roundup ready, you got everything else, you know? Yeah. What, what do you do? So there's all, all kinds of issues that you run, that you yeah. probably run into. Yeah. And, and what's, what's neat about not, what's neat about our deal. I tell everybody, you know, I've, I've had, I've had a couple of people come on tours, you know, and say, well, how can you just feed corn stalks? And I was like, for three months out of the year, how many cattle are out on corn That's stalks? All they live on. That's all they live on. That's right. Well, we're doing the same thing. Only we're mm-hmm. just bringing the stalks to the cows. Exactly. And we don't really limit feed. I mean, I, I think our our, ju- our lactation diet's about fifty three pounds right now that we're right. feeding them, mm-hmm. but we want it to where when they when they step off of that bunk and go lay down after that first initial eating, mm-hmm. we want some stalks in there because if, right. if if a cow wants to eat, I mean they still need to graze, right? Okay? Yeah. So if if at ten o'clock at night that cow gets hungry and mm-hmm. wants to come up and eat. Yeah. She's got something in that bunk to eat, right. you know, to fill her stomach. It's kind of like wheat mids with, with pigs, with sows, you know. We exactly. feed a lot of wheat mids to, to fill them up. But, uh, but yeah, so, and, and with, our, with our diet, it's the same every day. Mm-hmm. So there's no changes in diets or right. anything like so that. Right, so you keep them, it, so that really probably helps with your, yeah. uh, when you're implanting the embryos, it right. helps you, yep. it helps with that and stuff. And that's, that's like, you know, so many people that are doing it on their own, that's what, uh, and I think that's what a lot of people overlook is really the nutrition of the recips and uh, what, you know, some people stick stick their eggs in and then maybe a week later they haul their recips out to pasture and they change their whole diet. And it's like, oh, man, yeah. you just wasted a lot of money. Or, or, or the deal where, you know, you ultrasound it at 28 days and then, and then yeah. haul them out. Exactly. And, and, and that's, that's not, you not probably, do you, what, do, what do you guys, I mean, okay, you put, you're putting really, them in. You we won't, won't really change the diet um until about 60 days. Until about 60 days. But when yeah. do you, is that when you wait to check the cow after you implant them or? No, we will, we'll, um, so we'll implant her and then at about 49 days, assuming she hasn't shown any signs of heat. Yeah. Obviously. About 49, 50 days, mm-hmm. we'll ultrasound and all, and all we're looking for is a just pocket a, of fluid. Just a, just a pregnancy. Yep. To just yep. support pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And yep. stuff, assuming that that's there, then we won't do anything until just leave them alone yeah till about 70 75 days and where then, we can and, confirm and then they can maybe fetal sex them or mm-hmm. whatever and stuff we too. can sex them and, and and at that point we call that a confirmed pregnancy right at 70 about right in 70, approximately 80 days, days yeah. and, and does uh does uh tyler from from amv does he do travis travis, he does travis, all travis. Of our, i'm sorry yep, yep travis. he does all of that he does. Awesome. he's there every week he's there every thursday and awesome. every friday yeah. So awesome. he walks. I mean, that's what's another deal with the, having those cows and calves in that barn. I mean, Amy or or Cole. Um, I mean, those calves get walked through about three times a day. Yeah. So, so they're getting they're getting checked. Yeah. And and that that makes them calmer. Yeah. Of course, there's some genetic profiles out there that aren't as calm right. as, as as others. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, like uh, the buck and bulls aren't that calm. Um, yeah. But uh, they're warming up. Yeah, they're warm. Do do, okay. do they? Do, I I was always curious about the buck. Do they start? Because we we don't collect them. Maybe we have a few collected a few bucking bulls and quite honestly 
they're not that hard to collect semen out of mm-hmm. because they're used to they're used to being moved from pen to pen and that. But I always wondered about the calves. The calves are good. I mean, the calves are fine. Now it's funny because you know anybody we've talked to, you know, the bulls they're pretty. They're used to being around people. Yeah, but but the, but the cows and the cows are that's another are story. And yeah, and stuff. So, um, but and we had a, we had a bull and a heifer at one time that mm-hmm. the bull he was he was warming up to us, the heifer. She, not wanted, so much, she huh? knew you were in the pen and she had her eye on you, but she was not going to get so close. It kind of starts that way from, from birth. And, <laughs> yeah. and these, the ones that we've got right now though, um, even the heifers are getting a little more yeah. interested in, mm-hmm. you know, if I just, if I'll just go in there and sit on the bunk, you know, in front of the bunk in a few, in a few minutes, yeah. I've got a couple of them. If I can get one in the pen mm-hmm. to start noticing and and coming up to me and and yeah. getting close then the rest of them will follow kind of yeah. so you get one leader then the yeah. rest of them yeah. yep. they're That's like awesome. all right That's she must awesome. not be so bad yeah so yeah <laughs> not until she get not until she gets about ready to breed or whatever you know? well <laughs> yeah by then, then she's then not hopefully they're place. gone aren't they yeah <laughs> exactly and and the other thing is with with our facility um we have a calving area and and our 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 chute, I mean, any any cow or any calf is five minutes away from a chute. It's kind of like your right. bull stud, you know. Yeah. Um, they're five minutes away. And uh, after they calve, we actually bring that cow in into that chute. Mm-hmm. Every cow that's, every cow that calves into that chute, we, we strip every teat, make sure make sure she's got four good quarters. And then actually... We, which, is, which is more than most ranchers or people probably do on their own places. I, I think they'd be amazed on how yeah. many quarters aren't good. Exactly. And, and then we actually take a colostrum sample. And we, really? we have a refractometer that measures the brick test. And then if it's under a certain level, we actually supplement you that can, calf. You can supplement them. Yeah. Because it's kind of one of those deals, and Amy and I have talked about a long, lot. You know, we, we'll see, you know, and in, in everybody sees it. You know, you might have, have the same genetic um, breeding, yeah. but you always have that one calf that maybe just didn't do very exactly, good. Exactly, yeah. Well, did and you know what they do? They blame it on the recip. Yep. Yeah. Or <laughs> is, is it a deal to where she didn't have the right, yeah. you know, colostrum, you know, or something along those yeah. lines. So we're not, we're still learning on that, but. And I would, I, I would imagine that you're probably going to find out a lot of those calves, if they don't get the right amount of colostrum, it affects them their whole, oh, yeah. Yeah. whole yeah. lifetime. Yeah. And that's one of those things that we've learned over 20 plus years of feeding Experience. pigs. Yeah. You know, we've never, Chad worked in the South Farm and stuff, but then when we started contract growing, it was, you know, either from 40-pound pigs or or we got wean babies in. Yeah. And so much of what, um, prevent, you know, pre- gives us challenges in the finish side of things is a result of the things that are happening on the South Farm and stuff. So we can't fix the damage that's already been done. Right. But we try to work through that. Exactly. So our, really our goal in all of this was is to make sure that we have set that calf up mm-hmm. so that he has got he can reach all his the potential genetic, genetic yeah. potential that's he there. can reach that genetic potential yeah. and there's been no, you know and provide the best best for him in right. those you know in those first early months mm-hmm. one is to just start making sure he has had um the amount of colostrum that he needs yeah. that that colostrum is good is good colostrum and mm-hmm. then um We'll actually go in and we'll um, bleed the calf and spin out the serum and wow. and make sure the passive transfer is there. And, and I would imagine probably with this, because you probably get a lot of purebred seed stuck in there, yep. not just the clubbies, you're probably doing some DNA testing on some of them calves just to make sure that they... Yeah, if we will, we will. If, we if will. the owner wants to. If the owner wants sure. to. Yeah, yeah, if the owner wants them, we'll do, we'll, um, either awesome. do blood, cl- blood cards or uh, mm-hmm. collect the tissue samples mm-hmm. out of the ears for them. Yep. So, That's yeah. awesome. So really, I mean... To me, it's, I mean, what is, 
what are your your price structures? If you if do you mind sharing that no, with some no, of the, no. some of the people as far as the the ninety day pregnancies or the one hundred and fifty day you know live calf? We we price yeah we're an op, we're an open book so it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, we tell we've got fifty people coming on on Friday for a tour and mm-hmm. and uh, we anybody who asks will tell I yeah that's not a problem. So we're on a, on one hundred and fifty day we're three hundred and fifty dollars up front and that's non refundable. So if you go zero for ten which we have had before, yeah. But uh, um, uh, well, I'll go back to that. But uh, we're three hundred fifty upfront, non-refundable, and then at four hundred or at eighty days, we uh, ultrasound that calf for the confirmed pregnancy and the sex, and uh, it's four hundred at that time. And then when you come pick up the calf, we're thirteen hundred, so we're two thousand fifty dollars, is what we are, and two thousand and fifty dollars for one hundred fifty day. day. Yep. And wow. s- but if you, but what we always tell everybody is if you go 50%, you've got to take that 350 non-refundable right. and roll it over. So we're really 2,400 uh-huh. is what we are. If you think of it that way. So, so the, better off, the better off you do, the, the cheaper it is. So are they getting the cow and the calf? No, nope, no, I was, I was going to say, just okay, the calf. Just <laughs> I was going to say, wait yep. a minute, I'm doing something wrong. No, so just it's just the calf. calf. Yep. It's the calf yep. at 150 yep. days. And when, when I said we had a guy go, go zero for 10, we did. Um, but we never put one person's in at one time. Right. Unless it's a fresh deal. Uh-huh. But we never put one person's in at one time. And we have, mm-hmm. we have had it to where uh, that guy went, went zero percent and then but in the same time frame we had a guy go i think it was 52 and 57 percent right there might have been something wrong with those those embryos who knows yeah that's one thing about embryos you thaw them out but you can't look them under the microscope before you stick them in yeah you're kind of like (laughs) well we'll see what happens exactly and then our 90 day breads were 200 were 200 up front non-refundable yeah and then uh and then when you come pick up the cow at 90 days or whenever whenever mm-hmm. you want to uh it's 2200 so we're 2400 yeah. but still, same, same thing if you go 50 percent we're still at really really reasonable from from some other things that i've read and uh and done and so a lot and a lot of those 90 day I, I i don't want to say all of them but a lot of those 90 days their cows coming out of our herd, so they have had, what, they have had embryos. That's what before. I'm wondering. They're probably cows that have had embryos before, and and so you can take them home and stick them in. Do you ever let, uh, like, say somebody were to do that? Uh, it'd probably be kind of hard. They probably couldn't bring that. They probably can't bring that pair back and have you put it. You don't do that. Do no, you, with we, we do. We don't. When, do once they leave the farm, they're gone. They're yeah, because health reasons yep, why yep. you couldn't you couldn't yep. do that. Yeah, and if you if if you were to come and tour, I mean. Um, and anybody who's listened to this that's been to our farms knows uh, there's a sign out by our diesel barrel that says don't drive past this point. And right. then you call one of our numbers. Mm-hmm. We come out and we, we biosecurity. Put, we put on, yep. have you put on boot covers, little, little blue booties. Yep. yep. And and then we proceed out to the, yeah. out to the barn. So uh, the biosecure is kind of, and, and that, and that's very, very important because you don't know where they're coming from and this and that, and they're going in and that, and you don't need anything going through your herd. Like at, at the Bolsa, that's just, you know, we have the one facility that's non CSS. Obviously they, they can walk, we have people sign in, they can walk in there, but each facility barn moves up in, uh, mm-hmm. up in health status. So, you uh, you need to change booties, or if you start at the high health end, then you walk down low health, and yep. you keep the same one on. But that's interesting, and that's 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 very good to know. You know that things are biosecure because you know this day and age, it's, it's you never know who's going to come on your farm or who's going to you want to 
and you want to protect yourself. Exactly. You know, and it's, where especially during certain times of the year when everyone else is calving in the spring. Right. You, you, don't, you, don't, see the, you don't need somebody coming in there with uh, any type of scours yep. or anything else yep. on the and bottom e- of their feet. And even ourselves. Um, I mean, I don't wear the boots that I have on today. Right. You know, I don't wear those out to the barn. Yeah. We change our shoes. Mm-hmm. All of our employees yep. change their shoes mm-hmm. in our shop. Um, it's, as, it's as biosecure as we can make it exactly. right now. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. There's other things that we know that we could do. But right. It's just they'd be hard to implement right now. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I mean, for, my, for me in, in the bolstered aspect, we get, uh, we're regular. I mean, we don't have to be, but we are regulated by, by CSS and NAAB. Is there any association that kind of watches over? Uh, through, through Travis, um, yeah. I mean, he's a certified embryologist right. and he's got to have, you know, so many continuing education hours, uh-huh. you know, and stuff like that. Um, and then all of our results, I do believe, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but all of our results go to them as well for their database. So awesome. Awesome. As far as having an, us personally having a third party um, overseeing. There really, there really isn't yet. And that's, that's good. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's good (laughs) because you got, you got your own, Mm -hmm. you take care of yourself and and then like you get too many other and, and NAAB and CSS are not government organizations, but they kind of help. I don't even know if they really help. Uh, because when it comes down to exporting or importing semen, it all goes through the government. That's a headache and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, that's a whole nother story. That's, the government. That's interesting because we've we've had some uh, international people, you know, people outside the the continental United States, you know, contact us about right. um, putting embryos in, mm-hmm. and like, wouldn't it just be Easier, easier to ship, ship the embryo yeah. up to up there and have somebody up there do it. Yeah, no, not it so isn't. much. No, it's easier to move a live cat, you know, a live animal it, over the border. Exactly, that's than a, it is a frozen embryo. Yeah, it is. It is exactly. It's the same way in the bulls. If I want to send a bull or a cow to Canada, I can have the vet come out Monday, and that cow is probably ready to ship on the next Monday or a bull. Now, if I'm going to sell send semen over there, we're looking at ninety days minimum. Mm-hmm. No. It's nuts. Yeah. It's, it's the government. And we have, we have put some in for, for people in Canada. They mm-hmm. were, the embryos originated down here, but uh, yeah. but I don't know where, I don't know where they're going to end up, whether the calf will go back right. up there or what. So. Right. So, so kind of going, circling back as the new press secretary likes to say, <laughs> you're going back. So, and that's what, yeah. that's a, well, you, we wouldn't even go there. Yeah, we wouldn't even go there. Yeah. But, uh, so it's a family organ. I mean, are you looking I mean, obviously you're expanding. Can you all, can you handle everything? I mean, you're losing a couple nope. part-timers or. Yeah, we're, yeah, Wyatt's going to be, going to be gone. We'll, yeah, we'll miss him. Um, he's, <laughs> he's, he's actually a, a lake kid. Um, we have a private lake around ours called Lake, lake Panorama. And uh, okay, he, he grew yeah. up there and really not around very much livestock. Uh-huh. And he started working for us about four years ago. And, uh, and his dad went to South Dakota State. That's where yeah, I went. Right. And so he's actually going to go up to South Dakota State in, in ag business. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that kind of made me a little proud. But yeah, uh, he's a good awesome, kid. Awesome, awesome. But, uh, um, but anyway, yes, uh, we are going to have to have to increase our, our, our employee base yeah. um, slowly. Um, we are wanting to find somebody it's, who is hard. It's hard, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we'd like to find somebody who likes to feed, weld, and is good with good with equipment. You know, that would really fit in well. Not with necessarily us. cows. Have, not nope. necessarily cows. I have an intern right now, and he's he just got back from uh, Wisconsin. Uh, and on their way, they went up to a Bovitech thing. They're pulling up. Learn, he'd learned how to do more practicing pulling oocytes and looking at oocytes uh, 
and he he came back and your I know your guys' uh, facility was on the list. He's got he's got I think he's got you planned down for a road trip to come and, and visit you and uh, oh, yeah. oh, sure. I don't want to lose him. <laughs> you know he's still got two years left at university, but yeah. uh, he's going to come out and visit you. Uh, and he's he's good kid, really good kid. Yeah. So, it, but, but that employment right now is tough. I mean, well, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It's it's hard and to to get good people to come in and stay and actually work. Mm-hmm. You know and do that. It, it it's tough. So that's, I mean, anything else? I mean, you guys, uh, what else is going on over just checking cows, that's, having calves? Yeah, there's it. a lot of, one, I guess one of the things that we do, and, and I had listened to, oh, there's a podcast called Casual Cattle Conversations. Mm-hmm. And one of our guests on there one day was, was an extension person from right. Nebraska. And he made the statement that there's a difference between immunized calves and vaccinated calves. And I really had never thought about that, but he's right, you know. Mm-hmm. So we really, so going back into the pig world, yeah. we would get, you know, loads of 2,400 or right. so baby pigs off a, off a truck. They wanted mm-hmm. them vaccinated yeah. and an antibiotic shot right off the truck. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wondered what good this was doing, really. We were starting with a half a dose of the vaccine, which right. was going to take six weeks to have any kind of effect anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were stressed. Yeah. We'd just been weaned off a mom. Mm -hmm. Probably spent a day or two in a transfer station. Nobody probably was spending a whole lot of attention, giving them a whole lot of attention to make sure they were getting getting up to eat and and drink. So, you know, you begin to wonder just how effective the whole process was. Mm -hmm. You know, so we really took, we look at that and go, "Let's, let's be a little bit more, Let's think about how we're doing this. So we've taken, so when you get your calf, it'll be um, fully vaccinated mm-hmm. and stuff. So we, um, we start with the mom and make sure she's vaccinated. Right. All of the cows are PI tested um, mm-hmm. for BVD. Yep. So that one, we're sure we're, that's the only thing we test for. Yeah. Um, then we vac- we make sure mom's vaccinated and mm-hmm. fed well and healthy. Yeah. And then, so when we start with the calf, when it's born, um, it will get a nasal gen 3 yeah. PMH okay. yeah. and Calvary 9. Mm-hmm. And then at 30 days when we've got, as, we've, as we're filling a pen, then at yeah. 30 days and we, we, we begin the re-breeding um, process on the cows in that mm-hmm. pen, as we've got things separated, then mm-hmm. we will vac- give the first round of vaccinations mm-hmm. um, to the calves then. And then in about 15, day, 15 or 20 days, we'll come back, bring them back through and... Okay. And give another one. So we can give those in slow steps. Right. So that by the time they are weaned, Mm -hmm. they've had, they would be considered double vaccinated, maybe just a little bit extra and stuff. So when they leave and we'll wean them, we use the nose paddles Mm -hmm. to wean. Yeah. Um, So, so when the, when, when the customer comes, picks their calf up, you just said they're weaned. So you already have the calves weaned? Oh yeah. We wean them. We keep them for 10 days after they're weaned and we feed them just a, just a hay rye mix. Yeah. Um, Nothing fancy. It's nothing. We don't want to burn any guts up. Right. So, but uh, we want that calf good and healthy before they go. I I wondered about that. Okay. They just come and then the, the, uh, I love the weaning the paddles. paddles yeah. yeah they yeah. work really awesome yes. we leave them in there five days uh-huh. yep. and like this morning i think they pulled a group off and they were all eating at the bunk yeah and you know they're used to eat, seeing a bunk and they're used to it, it already aren't yeah they? yes you know so they it's really easy for them to That's make that awesome. transition we rarely have one that balls yeah. and once in a while we have a cow that yells for about and you know for a yeah, half a day or exactly. something exactly and it's over but then we we 
I don't know if we've ever treated yeah. a weaned calf. Awesome. That is awesome. So as I'm sitting here listening to this, I've got to think you guys are probably pretty unique in the United States as far as the recip herd, where you actually calve them out for this for 150 days and do that. Uh, is there any other facilities like that that you there's other ones out there there's just not any other ones you know they might be a spring and fall right you know well that doesn't they don't do a year round that doesn't accommodate everybody exactly um and and the way we're doing it um might be a little bit more efficient than just a spring and fall yeah so um uh what keeps it keeps your workforce busy year Mm -hmm. round like in our business i mean as far as the bull said obviously right now it was so hot here in you know mm-hmm. in May and June. Yep. I just talked to the to my manager out in McCook. We're starting to see a little drop in production in bulls, but this is the time of year when the days are long like this. The bull semen production naturally goes down a little bit and it comes back. But with your setup and the embryo thing, where you're going year round, that's that's really good. So, but it's also, I mean, do you get away much? No, that's why, that's, why we, that's why we wanted to come. That's why I told you it's nice to get off the that's farm. What, that's, what, that's what I'm no. it's like. Dang. We're not, we're not big vacation takers anyway. Yeah, we, so to uh, be away from home, we're like, you know, for two or three days and then mm-hmm. we, we need to be headed back. Cause yeah, once, once, you're, once you're gone, you're missing it, aren't yes. you? Yeah. 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 And not that we don't I mean, I, I trust Cole, Clayton. Right. They can, yeah, they, they can do run. a great they, job. I'm not I, oh, no, I, t- I totally but, get that. But you, but you miss it. And, 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 that, and that's the beauty of it. I can tell just by sitting there, you really have a passion and a love for what you do, and you want to do it right. Well, and that's one thing. I mean, what's the name of your place? Wilkerson Farms, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. Yep. Your name is on, is out there. It's on the product. And so when you do that, I find, okay, you have, you have more of a passion, or you're more, I don't know, proud about it, or just, it's just like it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you 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 started this from scratch, and you build it up, which is awesome. That is awesome. It really, you know, it makes you feel good, right? Yeah, it, it does. But one of the things we've we've learned too is that if you don't really love what you're doing and it's just it's something not. you do, right. then it's you're not going to do a good job. Yeah, you, yeah. Well, it is whatever it was. You That's know? right. Exactly. But yeah, because you've got to love what you're doing. And I mean, in your business and ours or whatever, because we all know the weather. I mean, yeah, you might be under hoop hoop or or whatever, but still sometimes in. January, December, it's cold. It's cold. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like a couple, I don't know what it was in Iowa, but a week ago we were like about 108, mm-hmm. 106. And so we had a few days just over 100. Yes. But, and and that was, that's kind of the nice thing in, as long as we're, un, you know, you're under that roof, it's mm-hmm. more like the shade of a shade tree. Yeah. So yeah, it runs got, about 18 degrees cooler. And it is rarely that you don't have a little bit of air movement in there. There are a few days where there's something about those buildings, isn't there? That kind of they're designed to to move some air and stuff. So even though you can't really tell it in the middle, if you stand on the back side of it or something, you can sure feel that that air moving. I'm sorry if I got a lot of questions, but this is really interesting to me. How many? Okay, so you got them underneath there. How many head per are they? in, I mean, what do you call them? Not. Per pen. Pen. Per pen mm-hmm. or, yeah. yeah. Or so our barns, we've got one barn that's uh, 320 foot uh, by 46, and then we've got another barn that's 400 by 60, and our new barn that we'll build this fall will be 400 by 60. Mm-hmm. And then, um, uh, but that that first 400 that we, ha- we have on the ground right now, 80 foot of that is working facility and what mm-hmm. we call observation pens. Right. So those okay. cow, after they calve, they go in those observation uh-huh. pens for three days. For three. And then we, we let that cow out in the first pen to eat and drink. And then she comes back in after about two hours and mm-hmm. that, that, that calf will want to nurse at that time. So we, we document when that calf nurses 
um, to make sure she's nursing. Yeah. But anyway, so each each barn has about a hundred and I think one hundred and forty six in them. Mm-hmm. Then we've got some outside uh, uh, cement lots sure. that we used for our hog operation yeah. when I was growing up, and um, and so the point I'd like to make is that's three hundred and twenty foot. And there's some there, there's some people out there that might disagree with me on this, but um, the rule of thumb when we first started was a cow needs two foot of bunk space, okay? Okay. Which which is fine, but if I'm at a park bench, okay, if I'm at a park bench, let's say a six foot park bench, you could probably get three of me on there, right? Okay. Well, how many of Shack could you get on there? <laughs> probably two. How many of me? <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> so so how, so my point my point is it depends on how big your cows are to work right, how many exactly. you can put in because we first started in a forty foot pen we started with twenty cows we had just a crap load of abscessed feet I mean it was terrible and we treat them we treat them we treat them we treat them and mm-hmm. Doc probably got sick of them because uh, nothing goes off of our place if there's a C section right, or a sick yeah, calf or yeah. something it's done we don't take anything to clinic right and um, and so Amy Amy follows the dairy industry very very. Mm-hmm hard i mean she's yeah. she is really good at that well she had heard that that uh you know uh, there that might be done by pushing at the bunk so we started watching and, and we were exactly right we'd get a cow that would have a hard time getting up to the bunk and then she'd be there clawing trying to get up to the bunk trying to get up the bunk and and so what we did was we went to 2.25 feet mm-hmm. and that really i mean it, it gave us almost another space so we're actually we're at 18 i think is what we're at cows okay. per pen right now and we haven't had a bit of Mm-hmm. Of foot, awesome. foot problem. So, so anyway, that's we got eighteen in a in a sixty by forty mm-hmm. area is what we. So have. that's they got plenty of room then. Yeah, and so like when the ones a calf, do they stay in that particular group then? Yep. So they don't. Yeah, we kind of run it like a yeah. what we call a snake. So mm-hmm. um, we'll fill a pin and they stay in there in that pin. Yeah. And we do have turnout store where we let them out to run around outside right. and then uh-huh. they go back in at night. And it's funny because yeah. they'll run around for about twenty minutes and they'll stand at the then gate. Then they're ready to go back. Oh, they want to just go back. Yeah. Which, um, but uh, um, but so we do we we run it we kind of run it like that like a snake yeah. in a sow unit. So. Awesome. Awesome. And we make sure that pin you know we'll. We fill a pen to 18 pairs, mm-hmm. and then we clean the next one and get it ready to start right. filling with the next 18. So everything is penned together mm-hmm. with, like, you know. With, in, same age calf. Yes, same, same age, age calf. Yeah. Within seven days. Yep. Yeah, within so seven days. it's all, awesome. they're all pretty well. That's, so and it's we high management then. Yeah, and we don't, we don't have. It, it makes it easy, though. Yeah. You've got groups of 18, you right. know, so you're, mm-hmm. that's one one group. Right. So we can manage that group, at, you know, together and to all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. So, and it's the facilities make it yeah, easy. Yeah, to where do. you get, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And it's kind of like where, you know, we've got, we've got, we'll have 22 pens of 18, I think is what we'll have at our, at our place. Okay. So that's kind of how that, how that yeah. comes out. And, uh, and we bed, you know, we clean, we clean, right now we clean two pens, two pens a week. So every mm-hmm. two months, a pen get that same yeah. pen gets clean. So we, our pack is probably a foot deep. Maybe yeah. it's not. It's not very. It's not very tall. We we scrape our drovers alley and we bed every day. Every day. Every day. Because yeah. if I don't, I'm going to get that look right there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and yeah. it's not. It's not <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. <laughs> Amy, 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 Amy has to have it dry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, keep the keep the you know the udders clean. Yeah. Keep the navels clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that's uh, very that's important. Huge. So and and with that, I mean, 350 head of cows. We've only got three pieces of equipment. We've got a skid loader, a John Deere 4450 that's 13 years younger yeah. than I am, and a, then we bought a Truelet feed wagon that actually has a, a processor blower on the front of it. Gotcha. 
And so that's all that we hire a manure done and, uh-huh. and hire a baling done and stuff like that. So some of these, some of these, uh, you know, smaller operations that, that strictly rely on embryo work could actually send the embryos to you and they, they would never have to have a cow on their place. Mm-hmm. Just once you, they come back and get their, get their calves and boom. Yeah. There's two, there's two reasons why, to be honest, that people come to us. Um, one, they can't find any more pasture. Right. But they need to expand. Right. And then number two is they can't find the labor because we're a 24-hour facility. Well, yeah. Somebody's there 24 right. hours a day. So those are the, the two reasons. But, but yeah, so you're exactly right to where if you, you, know, you can't find any more pasture, you mm-hmm. want some more embryos. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and we do, we do business with, I mean, attorneys and. Oh, I'm sure you do. Concrete guys. And a lot of our clients, you know, have. They got other Professional jobs. businesses, yes. yeah. you know, that they. That they do, and this is what they do for fun, right? And stuff, you know. But they're not there to have them out, and all that stuff. They do better. They, you know, they know they make more. Right? They make more money. Yeah, exactly. But it's their passion, and that's and and quite honestly, some of us in the purebred business, we need people like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and and but yet on the other hand, we've got you know we've got purebred herds that do very oh. very well that that's all yeah. they do that's, you know that we yeah. we do all their work exactly and then, sounds and then the club calf guys and um uh, yeah we've got wonderful kind of all over wonderful so, so if folks i mean if folks want to find you yeah website yep. uh facebook where, where where can they find wilkerson farms yep you can find us on uh, uh snapchat that's we snap quite a bit yeah i'm chad wilkerson 50 mm-hmm. amy's mm-hmm. are you mama wilk 25 Something like that. Something like Something that. Like that. Yeah. And then uh, Wilkerson Farms uh, Facebook page or Chad and Amy Wilkerson Facebook yeah. page. And then we also have a website with our phone numbers and whatnot on it. Uh, and that's just Wilker- WilkersonFarms.net. Okay. Awesome. So anybody out there looking uh, to send some embryos or what or, uh, to get implanted uh, and either get them back at, at 90 days pregnancy or, or wait to the 150 days, they can just contact you. But it probably sounds to me like they probably better be keep it on top of it because i bet you're gonna fill up if you're not i mean we're we're almost you're almost there we're we're six months out i mean people are six months people are sending their 350 down for six months out already so So. like if i wanted to send embryos i'm probably too late if i wanted to send some to put in next year i I mean like no not not necessarily so when i say six months out that'd be their implant date oh gotcha so you'd actually be you know yeah so like yeah because i I usually put them in i put them in usually for january and february calves so i'm done for so yeah yeah. no you'd be wonderful you'd be fine on that so wonderful so well thanks a lot folks for coming in driving all the way from iowa into uh into nebraska to join the bullpen. It's a good drive. Yeah. Just sorry we were late. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good at construction, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Construction and then my, my directions suck sometimes. <laughs> so, uh, but hey, thanks. Uh, thanks a million for coming into the bullpen. And uh, once again, anybody out there, uh, Wilkerson Farms, Linden, Iowa, and you can see them at uh, Wilkerson Farms, is it .net? Yep. On, on, on the web or Facebook uh and and Lind- Snapchat and Linda and I was only we're only forty miles west of Des Moines. Our place is open to tours, so yeah. we just try to do those in the afternoon so we can get all their other stuff done. But anywhere over in that area, yeah. and you want a tour, just give us a call. So. Perfect, perfect. So, well, thanks again, folks. You have uh, have a safe trip back home. And uh, once again, anybody out there, uh, you know, on the bullpen, uh, you can catch us at uh, VoglerCattle.com, NebraskaBullService.com, Vogler Semen Center dot or just vogler uh 
and uh, go ahead and give us a call. Uh, if you want to get hold of me, I'll help you get in, in touch with uh, the Wilkerson's. Uh, great family, great operation. I'm sure they do a great job for you. And uh, we'll see you next time in the bullpen. Thanks, folks. A Huda Media Production.